You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. I'm speaking with Ed Thomas of Book Carnival in Orange. Thank you for joining me, Ed. Well, thank you for interviewing me. <laughs> Ed, you've been running the store for how long? Uh, 28 years. 28 years. Has it always been in that location? No, this is our third location. Um, our first location was uh, two or three times the size of this store, but we sold uh, all types of different you know, all types of books, uh, from cookbooks to philosophy to, you know, everything. And uh, when I decided to specialize, I uh, didn't need that size store, so I moved to a smaller store and specialized mainly in mystery fiction at that time and some fantasy and sci-fi. But uh, within about four or five years, it wasn't big enough. And so then we made the third move to here, and then we've been here now. We've been in this location 15, 16 years. Yeah, I remember I went there for uh, Dean Koontz signing. Or not Dean Koontz, I'm sorry, uh, Dan Simmons signing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. So have you been in business as an independent bookseller for 28 years? That's a long time. How is the business treating you now, and how did it treat you then, and what kind of changes have you seen? <clears throat> well, it's still treating us well enough as to, as I just said to somebody else, to keep our doors open and keep us here uh, the changes I've seen mainly is uh, that's affected, I think, everybody that has open bookstores is the Internet, the sale of books on the Internet, where, you know, some people who would normally come out looking for something, uh, they might just stay at home on their home computer and go on Abe or some site and find books. Uh, I think it's cut in uh, fairly substantially to open bookstores because of that. But thank God we still have customers who literally, before they purchase it, they want to handle it and look at it and <laughs> and have it in their hands before they decide whether they want to buy it or not. But uh, I, I, I think that's, you know, the thing that has been the big difference in book business since I've been in, in, in it. Well, one thing that, that really uh, interests me is, is, of course, yes, the, the physical presence of a book is really important, and it's really, it really is important to actually touch it and hold it, and, and that way you can get a much better feel for whether or not you want it or not. Right. And, and also, by going to a bookstore, you expose yourself to titles you might not otherwise see. Exactly. You might. It happens if somebody comes in for a certain book and finds some other book they've been looking for. You know, so that's not even the book they came in for. You know, then they see it, spot it, and... Uh buy it but uh, you know and and we deal a lot with collectors as you know and they're most of them are very very conscious and very aware of conditions so when they buy a book here at the store they have every opportunity to check it out and see <laughs> the condition of it sometimes buying it over on the internet uh, it might not be what they say it is you know as far as condition well are you you do have a website don't you Yes, but our website that we don't sell or use books anymore, all that it does is it announces our uh, our new books, uh, that signings we're going to have. Now, are you listed in Abe? No, I got off Abe two years ago. Oh, really? Why? 
Well, for what the number of books I was selling versus the time and, and the cost and everything wasn't that big a deal, and I made the decision. It certainly wasn't keeping our doors open. It was a, it was a contributing to a small amount, but not that much. And Abe started making you know changes that I was I didn't care for, uh, and just thought you know. I think we can survive without them, and we have for two years, and it hasn't affected us that greatly. Well, tell me, you specialize mostly in mysteries, but you also include more than a smattering of sci-fi, horror, and dark fantasy, because I bought, that's primarily what I bought there. Yeah, uh, it has changed even more so, though. I would say now it's at least 80% mystery fiction versus 20% horror fiction or science fiction. Interesting. So it's only about 20%. And the reason for it, you know, again, as long as I'm going to be here, I want to sell books. And mysteries were outselling the other categories eight or ten to one. So, wow, well, that's really so it was a natural thing for us to do. You have a lot of signings at your bookstore. We average at least four or five a month. Sometimes more, sometimes a little less, but probably, a, well, I don't know, fifty, sixty a year at least. How do you arrange for those? You're a small bookstore. I mean. How do you compete? For well, that? when we moved, as I told you, and we decided to specialize, we felt, you know, how are we going to survive only selling, you know, mystery, science fiction, fantasy, whatever? Uh, it's, you know, you're cutting down your audience quite a bit and uh, book buyers. Uh, but uh, I started, you know, just talking to the sales reps and the publishers who would come by and show us the fall list or the winter list, whatever it was. And in most cases, you would they would list what's going to happen, like a tour, and, or they're, they're going to do this or that, you know, little snippets of information. And when I'd say author tour, if it interested us, you know, I would ask them, and they'd say, well, we'll put you down. And some of them we would get, some we wouldn't. But all of a sudden, uh, it got to the point where our signings, for the most part, have been fairly successful. So anymore, I can't tell you the last time I asked for an author uh, appearance, they just ask, call us because they've been here before. Or the, the other authors have had a pleasant experience here, so you know it's word of mouth. So uh, it it just basically now they just call us. The publicity department does and says, you know, so and so is going to be in your area on the twentieth of what, and uh, can you do a signing then? And or he's going to be in town three days. What day would be best for you? You know things like that. Well. Can you tell me, the, do these uh, signings uh, result in a lot of sales? I mean, is this a good thing for you? Well, of course, it depends on who the author is. You know, if it's somebody, let's say Dean Koontz, you know, we can sell uh, easily eight, nine hundred books at a signing. Uh, but I'm not going to name names, but if it's Joe Blow, who, you know, is not a bad writer or anything, or she or he, uh, it might result in selling 15 or 20 books. You know what I mean? It depends uh, on the uh, following and uh, the interest in that particular author. Uh, uh, I will say, though, at signings, what does happen is that people who come to the signings, um, invariably, most of them look around, and a lot of times they not only buy the author's books that day, but might buy two or three other books that we have in stock. And that's the secret. They're in here and looking, you know what I mean? And they might not even come in except for that signing. When I used to shop there, one of the things I really liked was that you guys had quite a bit of uh, small press material. I remember buying lots and lots of Dark Harvest books mm -hmm. at your, your mm -hmm. store. Do you mm -hmm. still carry lots of small press? Yes, we do. 
yeah, especially in the limited editions, but in some of the straight trades, yes. Uh, it's, and of course, those sometimes the small press books are not found in Borders and Barnes and Noble and uh, the chain stores. Uh, and so if somebody's interested, you know, sometimes we might be the only game in town that has it within a 50-mile radius of where they live, you know. So we still do, yes. Well, what are your what uh, small presses are you stocking the most of now, and which ones do you like the best? Well, we're doing real well with Dennis McMillan still, uh, small press things, uh, small press books. Uh, I love his books. They're so uh, beautiful. Steve, Steve Vasek, who's done some great beautiful books in limited uh we do very well with um um charnel house uh, now are they an orange county company charnel house no new york new york interesting because i they i know they published uh the limited editions of some tim powers stuff that was absolutely yeah. to die for yeah and they've done a lot of dean coons too oh okay right yeah i think they've done at least nine dean coons limiteds by this time and uh um yeah uh we always do very well with their their books, um, but um, the the limited editions and <clears throat> you know, but it's a case of even the trade edition. But some of the limiteds now are, are you know it's getting up to two hundred dollars, you know, and uh, it's, it's so it, whether the person can afford that or not, whether you can buy it, you know. Yeah, Where, yeah. The the Midland books are particularly dear, but they are beautiful, beautiful books. Yeah, we've been, we've, I don't think, oh, God, in 20 years we haven't carried everything they publish, you know, over when it's announced. So, uh, yeah, Dennis does a very good job with his books. and uh, But when uh, um, I say then, Char- uh, Charnel House, uh, because of Dean Koontz and, and Tim Powers, you're right. And, uh, uh, but he hasn't done a, a great number of different authors uh, you know i'm trying to think right now whether he's done more than two or three he's probably done some blaylock i would guess right James uh, blaylock. no he's never done a blaylock really oh, that's uh-uh. interesting well tell me ed thomas odd thomas you mean connection is there a connection <laughs> that's a, odd thomas the well you know dean that's kind Coons of funny character. one time uh well when dean was writing that book uh, i i talked to him fairly often on the phone and he mentioned that he was writing a new book. And after we talked a while, he said, do you want to know what the title is? And I said, yeah. He said, Odd Thomas. And, and then he kind of laughed. And I thought he would just pull my leg because he likes to do that. And I said, yeah. No, he said, no, no. But he says, it just happened to be a name I, I wanted to use. <laughs> That's all he told me, you know. So. Well, how did you get to know Dean? Um, in our first bookstore, the one that was the general bookstore, uh, Dean was still living in Orange at the time, and uh, he would come to the post office at least once a week in Orange, and the post office was just down about a half a mile from our store. So almost every time he would go to the post office, he'd come back in and uh, come by and stop and uh, look, you know, look at books. And uh, quite frankly, I didn't know who he was at first. I mean, he never said, I'm Dean Cousin. I didn't, you know, didn't recognize him. And this is, again, 25 years ago, I guess. Uh, and... Uh, one day he he gave me uh, some books that he had. He brought them in. He said, "Do you want these? You can have them." And I looked at them, and they were review copies. And I said, uh, "Well, what?" He said, "No, no." He said, "You can have them." And I says, "Are you a reviewer?" And he said, "No." And, uh, and he said, uh, "I write write books." And I said, uh, "And I said, what have you ever written?" 
And he <laughs> said, you got a couple books on your shelf that I wrote. And I said, what are they? And he said, The Vision and Whispers. And I said, oh, you're Dane Koontz. And he said, yeah, and that's how. And that was probably about his fifth trip into the store by that time. And from there we became friends, and he used to come in. You know, Dean's a, a bookaholic himself. I mean, Dean has a huge library, buys, you know, buys a lot of books. And uh, so, you know, I, it was almost a weekly thing there uh, before he moved that he would stop in, you know. Well, now, is he going to be signing for the dark? Is he going to be at the store signing for the darkest evening of the he's year? He's going to be at the store signing, yes and no. What he's done this time. Uh, he's coming in, uh, I think uh, he said it would be the 30th of November, and just signing all the orders we have, which we're over 300 books already. Mm-hmm. He'll just spend the day doing it, but it's not announced as a formal. Uh, formal signings takes longer because of people, well, for instance, you know, take a picture, talk, and that's fine. Dean is very accommodating, but <clears throat> he's behind on his schedule, of you know, his writing schedule, and he said, can I do it that way? And I said, sure, we're, you know, we're lucky to even do that. So the answer is yes, but, you know, if somebody happens to come in the days here, they'll see him, that's fine, but it's not going to be some formal type thing. That, that's really fascinating. It's great to see, uh, you know, an author maintain a relationship with a, such a great local bookstore like the Book Carnival. Well, you know, the first book signing he ever did was for us. Wow. And that was for strangers. He had never done a book signing. Strangers, And, and of course, we had known him quite quite well by then. And my wife kept saying, Dean, do it. No, and nobody will come, you know, blah, blah, blah. So finally, he finally, when Strangers was coming out, he said, okay, you know, I'll do it. And we had a nice signing. And, of course, it grew from there. Um, More and more people as we did. But he had never done a book signing until then. Boy, never, because Strangers is pretty far along in his catalog. That's just before, I, that's the book that came out, if I'm not mistaken, just before Watchers, which is, I think, by... The book before Watchers. It, yeah, that was, by most regards, I think, everybody's most beloved book. It's got a place on a bazillion shelves. Yeah, he he did, uh, yeah, that Strangers, and then the next signing he did here was for Watchers. And for many of his books over the years, this is the only place he did do a signing. Sometimes he would do a few others, but a lot of the times it was only here. For instance, this time, he's just going to sign books for us, he said, you know. So, uh, yes, he's been very good to us, very loyal, and, uh, you know, he dedicated to Midnight to, to Pat and I. The dedication. Oh, really? Yes, it's dedicated on the dedication page. Boy, Midnight's another one of my favorites. It's a, it's yeah. a real monsterific novel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm no. a big monster fan, so. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, on the dedica- it's uh, dedicated to Ed and Pat Thomas at Book Carnival, you know. Wow. Well, I'll have to go dig my copy out yeah. from the shelves and take a look. Yeah, you'll see it because we've had fun with that because, you know, he's published in 36 different countries. And because he dedicated that book to us, he's got us a copy of every country that's been published in. So we have two shelves full of Belgium, <laughs> France, Sweden, you know, every single one of them. <laughs> that's great to hear. We've been speaking with Ed Thomas. He's the owner and proprietor of Book Carnival. Thank you for joining me, Ed. Oh, you're welcome. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony.